Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of a prep cast on IdahoSports.com. At IdahoSports.com, we pride ourselves in going beyond the box score. We understand that these, uh, these kids that we see at these state tournaments, they've got stories. And like most of you know, this past weekend was the spring state tournaments in Idaho, baseball, softball, tennis, track. And uh, what you don't know, perhaps, are some of the stories that involve these athletes and these teams. And we are lucky to be joined by Brody Birch, state champion, and I'm going to get to state champion here in a minute, of the Pocatello Thunder, the 4A state baseball champions. But Brody, I tell you what, the story behind what you went through this weekend uh, is going to go down in Pocatello lore. Because <laughs> for those that don't know what happened to Brody, Brody is a member of the varsity baseball team and the varsity track team. And Brody had state tournaments 130 miles apart on the same day. And his journey from track, or actually from baseball to track, back to baseball, uh, is, is quite the story. So, Brody, I'm just going to kind of throw it to you. And uh, why don't you tell me, first of all, coming into this tournament, coming into the state tournament, you knew that you had track Friday and Saturday, but you were going to run on Saturday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, in the 800. So coming into the state tournament, what was the plan for you to get to Boise to run? So um, where I'd kind of already tried it, like doing both, um, like in past years, it was kind of just the same thing I would play in the first two games on Thursday and Friday and then head down to Boise. And I actually was in the medley relay Friday night. And so if I had time, I'll try and make that. But that Bishop Kelly game kind of went along, went longer than expected this year and didn't have time to make that. But then just plan to head down to Boise after my game Friday and then run Saturday and then try and make it work. Get so back after. In time. So after the Bishop Kelly game, which mm-hmm. was a, a thriller to begin with, and an extra yeah. inning game where you guys had to come from behind, and we may talk about mm-hmm. that here in a little bit. As soon as that game was over, you hit the road. Now, we're in Twin Falls for the yeah. 4A State Baseball Tournament. When that game was over, you hit the road and drove right to Boise, correct? Seems we've got Brody frozen, um, so hopefully we'll get uh, get Brody back here. But uh, the kind of gist of what was going on is after the game on Friday, Brody hits the road and goes to Boise to run at the state track meet and uh, runs on Saturday, and then when he finishes running and hopefully we get him back and I'll let him tell the story. But uh, when he finishes running, then he immediately has to get back to Twin Falls because his team is playing in the 4A state title game. And Brody is a, is an integral part of that team. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of sidetrack just a little bit 
and until we can get Brody back here. But uh, just to kind of talk about this Pocatello team and how dominant they were in baseball, as I was fortunate enough to be calling their games, uh, this is a team that finished the season 21-2, and and their only two losses were to teams not in Idaho. They lost to Green Mountain, Colorado, 9-7, to and then uh, Bishop Minogue, Nevada, 5-4. to And this was at a tournament in Arizona that uh, we'll hopefully talk to Brody about uh, shortly. Okay, but um, we're going to uh, we're going to work on getting Brody back and we're going to uh, come back uh, right after this and we'll have more with Brody Birch. OK, there we go. Sorry. Lost All right. You. We're back. Yeah, I was trying to uh, kind of recap a little bit without giving too much away. And so right after the Bishop Kelly game, you take off and drive to Boise, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, and then so you wake up Saturday morning knowing that your <clears throat> state baseball championship game is at 5 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. But you've got an 800 to run in Boise, 130 miles away. Take us through that. Um. Yeah, so I had kind of just – it was like a pretty – relaxed morning just kind of waiting for that trying not to let my nerves get to me because I was pretty nervous for that day and then just making sure I had everything ready to go right after the race and then we head over to the track and kind of get things scheduled or set up set up with like um like getting the awards done quick after and just trying to get things like rolling smoothly and so then I was just kind of getting ready for the race and um kind of getting myself psyched up for it because I had actually taken second in the 800 the past two years. And so I really wanted to try and go out and get it this year. And then um, it was a good race. It was kind of slower than I wanted. And so last year it was kind of the same way. It was like a slower race. And so it kind of just came down to the end. It was a like a sprint, more of a tactical kind of race. And so I'd, Felt like it was going to be that way coming around like the first lap. It was kind of slower. And so then we, um, I knew like coming in like 300 left, like on the back stretch, um, that I just kind of like hold out anything that I had. I had to start pouring it on then and try and get as much of a gap as I could. And so then I just started like my kick as it's called, like right around there. And just tried to hang on with everything I had coming down the home stretch. And, and, then, uh, and then you are the 800 mm-hmm. state champion, yep. right? Yeah. How, awesome, how awesome did that feel? Oh, that felt, that was probably the best feeling. I mean, cause that was one of my, like, that was like my main goal heading in, into the track season. So it felt so good to finally get that. So when you cross the finish line and, and you are exhausted and you're, you're kind of absorbing, I am a state champion in the 800. Mm-hmm. At what point do you start thinking, wait a minute, I've got a state championship baseball game coming up here. It was actually, cause I was kind of like talking with other kids in the race. And um, then we did awards and I got back over to like my, 
my stuff and saw what time it was and I was like, oh crap, I need to hurry. I'm running kind of late. <laughs> so that's kind of when it set in that like it's go time for baseball now. <laughs> so at what time what time is this when you get over to your stuff and you're figuring, hey, I need to get moving here? It was like 3.50, 3.53 or something like that. Okay, so and, you basically have an hour before mm-hmm. the state baseball champ, the state championship baseball game starts. And you are in Boise, and you've got to get to mm-hmm. Twin in, in about an hour. So then what happened? Yep. So then I heard and grabbed my stuff, and I had already talked with, like, my dad and knew where he was at. And so I just ran over and met him and then changed in the car on the way to the airport. And then we pulled up pulled into the airport and uh, the guy that I flew with was sitting there waiting and me and my mom and sister got out and went with him and got on the plane and got, I mean, all geared up, ready to go and, and took off. And then you landed at Twin Falls airport. We, we were half <laughs> expecting you to parachute into the state. <laughs> That's why I had a lot of people asking me if I was going to try and <laughs> drop down on the field. <laughs> oh, that would, that would have been, that would have been something. <laughs> so you land in twin and mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to be exhausted or you're probably just running high on adrenaline mm-hmm. on top of yep. that, right? Yeah. And so you and then, race to the stadium and you pull in in the second inning. Then what? Yeah. So uh, I actually looked on Idaho Sports. I started watching the game stream on the way to the field to kind of see who we were throwing. I didn't know for sure. And was kind of surprised to see we were up one nothing. I thought that they would come out pretty hot, but then um yeah saw we were up one nothing and then hurry and Brandon got all my stuff tried to get my cleats on quick and I mean I wasn't as big of a rush I felt like when I got there like Mm -hmm. because we were kind of in control more in the game and so uh coach Benavidez told me like hey you're not going to go in relief yet you'll probably go in second just kind of take your time get warmed up and so I got my cleats on and Got one of the kids on the bench to come and we'll throw with me in the bullpen, and, and she got ready to go. <laughs> and then, um, oh, let's see, what was the fifth inning? Uh, mm-hmm. You get the call, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. in you go. And how fitting that just a couple hours earlier you won the 4A 800, and then Flash forward, you get to close it out on the mound for your baseball mm-hmm. team and win another state title. How surreal is that? It was it was probably the craziest feeling. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, I was kind of running off adrenaline that whole whole trip, and I actually felt like everyone asking me like, "Oh, are you exhausted? Are you so tired?" And I mean, I felt great up to then, but then. I think it was the last inning I started feeling it. I was like, oh, I'm pretty tired. I need to, like, kind of give everything I have on these pitches. But it was, I mean, such a good feeling. And what made it even better was just knowing, like, how much, like, we had worked for it, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it just felt so good seeing everyone accomplish what we, like, set our goals as. Well, you guys in baseball have – had one of the most dominating years that uh, anybody can remember, yet you still seem to operate in the shadow of Skyview most of the season Mm -hmm. because they were the number one, you were the number two, blah, blah, blah. But you guys are coming in with only two losses on the season. 
and mm-hmm. they were to teams that were not in Idaho. You guys went down to an Arizona tournament, lost to Green Mountain, Colorado, 9-7, mm-hmm. uh, lost to Bishop Minogue, Nevada, 5-4. to And on this trip, Coach Benavidez lost his temper, got a little mad, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, it was after uh, the Bishop Minogue game because that was a close one, and I think if we had done – few of the small things different, we would have came out on top. But yeah, he he lost his temper a little on us on the bus a few times. And I mean, I think it was just he knew that we like should have won it. We just the little things that we'd been working on, we didn't do right. And so I think that's why he was kind of a little set, upset about it. But I think we definitely needed it. It kind of like put us in, in check, gave us like a reality check that we're going to have to work hard to um, like reach our full potential, be do what we want to do. And so as much as, I mean, you hate getting chewed out, it was probably definitely needed. <laughs> well, and he's also a guy that doesn't uh, lose his temper very often. So mm-hmm. when it happens, everybody yeah, takes yeah. note, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, and he's been around a long time, but after that, you guys closed the season on an 18 game winning streak where you outscored your opponents 180 to 39, including five shutouts in a row. At what point were you guys thinking, this team is special and we got a legitimate shot of, of winning the whole thing? Um, I mean, from the very like first practice, uh, Coach Benavides was telling us how like, this group's special, that we, we have like a legit shot that we – got to work hard and not, don't take anything for granted. And I think because in past years, I felt like we've ex- excelled and done pretty good in like the district tournament. And so kind of not riding too high on that, that we were playing good and know that everyone's going to be getting hot during the state tournament. And so just knowing that we needed to uh, kind of keep it rolling, but not make anything bigger than it was. And then you guys get to the state tournament. You're rolling in as one of the hottest teams in in 4A baseball. Mm -hmm. And you get the bump on the first game. And you almost in the record books is Brody Birch on day one. (laughs) Takes a perfect game into the seventh inning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Talk to me about that a little bit. Um. So I didn't know really much about Wood River going into that. I knew that they, I mean, we're getting hot. They'd kind of, I think it was like a blowout game against Minico and the right. district championship there, or I guess like a game to advance there. And so I knew that, I mean, we shouldn't take them lightly. And um, yeah, so I just got, I mean, I was had a ton of adrenaline state tournament ready to pitch, but mainly there, I think I was just more worried about staying like ahead in counts and trying to keep my pitch count down. Cause I knew that that was the end goal to try and stay under that pitch count and be able to throw Saturday. And so there I was definitely kind of worried about that, trying to stay ahead in counts, attack people early. So you're, you're cruising through this game. You are late five, six inning somewhere. Now, are you thinking about what's going on right now? I mean, yeah, you got a couple uh, of things that are, Probably in the forefront of your mind. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to think about that when you have uh, like a perfect game going that late. But 
Um, yeah, I was definitely kind of thinking about like, are we going to 10 run them this inning? Like, cause we only needed like a few more, I think. Um, like the fifth or sixth inning, we were getting close to that run rule. And so, I mean, I wanted to go try and go the seven, complete seven innings, but definitely was on my mind about that perfect game and trying to keep it going. And were your teammates uh, just completely staying away from you? How was that working out? Not really. I mean, I think one kid might have said something because they were all chewing him out about it. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've had a few games this year where I've gone in like the third or fourth with either no hits or perfect game. So I think they were kind of just hoping that we could keep it going. And I mean, it wasn't super, I don't know, I guess like intimidating trying to uh, like being worried about that. But I just yeah. knew that like they had my back, like I could put leave, like if I missed a spot or something, the kid had a good hit that they'd make plays. But And then you get into the seventh inning and, and uh, I'm I'm on the call for this, mm -hmm. obviously, and I'm getting text messages uh, <laughs> from from people that are saying, "Don't say anything, don't say anything," <laughs> you know. And uh, mm -hmm. get into that seventh inning, and then with one down, there's an error, and that takes care of the perfect game. Mm -hmm. And then you get an out, and then with two down, there's a base hit, and then that was mm -hmm. that was the end of it. But you know, you got the win. You mm -hmm. flirted with perfection. And then, yep. <laughs> then you get to the, the state semifinal game against the uh, defending champs, the Bishop Kelly Knights, who mm -hmm. really, I don't think, had everybody's attention coming into the tournament, right? Yeah. And you guys immediately found yourself down six to one. And bats mm -hmm. are sleeping. And what's going on? Yeah, we, we definitely kind of fell behind quick. They were hitting the ball good and finding all the gaps that they could. And, um, and yeah, I guess we, I felt like we hit the ball decent. It was just right at kids. A lot of the time, I think we had probably felt like like 10, just right at their shortstop, easy ground balls. And so um, I felt like we weren't completely out of it ever. Like we knew we could come back. It was just kind of finding that moment, a few hits that would start a rally. And um, I mean, like our game plan going into that was, McCaden Evans trying to go like a CG because he's been dominant all year and they where they hit him I think it kind of came as a surprise but then I think the biggest thing in that game was the way that Maddox Moore came in and he just I think that's probably the best I've seen him pitch in a while because he just threw he threw great and then you guys get to the fifth inning mm -hmm. and you bat around you get to the sixth inning and you bat around and uh, almost the same exact way because the first two hitters of both those innings were outs. Mm -hmm. And yep. all the magic happened with two outs uh, in those two innings that kind of got you to that, that state title game. And that's something that we talked about on the broadcast quite a bit is just good teams find a way to get it done with two outs. And you guys mm -hmm. did against Bishop Kelly. Yeah, that was definitely... I feel like we've struggled with that a lot this year, uh, especially like just people in scoring position, getting good hits, like timely hits. And especially the two outs, we haven't been a good two out hitting team. And so it was really crazy to that we scored all of the runs that we did on two outs. But 
and he got it done. And then after the game, head to Boise, and then the rest is uh, history, is so they say. Yeah. All right, I got a couple other things I want to talk about really quick. Mm-hmm. Is um, you are participating in baseball, cross country, and track, and you've done that all four years. Mm-hmm. And curious to know how the balance works between track and baseball. Yeah, so um, freshman year was definitely going to be like a trial run because I wasn't playing. I mean, I was like, it was looking like I was going to just pitch for varsity and track. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I mean, um, I wasn't as competitive then, but where that year got cut short, I kind of got an idea of how things would work. And then sophomore year was definitely more of kind of the whole thing just required like a ton of, I feel like communication between coaches and both coaches were really good to let me miss for different things. Like I would go, I'd miss a lot of track practice because I mean, you can run on your own, but it's kind of hard to get like good practice in baseball on your own. And so, um, but then I feel like junior and my, my sophomore and junior year, it worked out good that I didn't really have any like baseball games and track meets on like the same days. And so I was able to balance it really good. And then the state tournament is where it always got confusing because track's always in Boise and um, junior year probably worked the best where baseball was at Bishop Kelly. It was, was a lot shorter commute, um, but just a lot of communication and working things out between them. And that's, and that's good to see because that was a, a topic of conversation with a lot of people once we kind of got the story out, mm-hmm. is it how did that work? And it's good to see that great athletes that are skilled in multiple things can do both when you've got coaches and parents and everybody mm-hmm. else that are on the same page and uh, they make it work. Sure, it takes a, it takes a special athlete to pull it off. <laughs> Um, but you also need the support of all your coaches to be on board with the entire program. And it sounds like at Pocatello they were. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think a big thing too was my teammates, like knowing about it and knowing that um, because coach Benavides kind of talked about it before this year, how, um, because originally it wasn't uh, like looking like I was going to make it for baseball because that's state. And so he was saying how I have to step up in different roles and fill in those spots when I'm gone. And so I think a big part in that too was teammates stepping up and filling roles throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you have to have the respect of your teammates to pull something off mm-hmm. like that. And it sounds like you certainly did. So now you are progressing in high school. You are pl- uh, playing baseball at a very high level you are also running track at a very high level. And here we are into the post high school world and you have decided that you are going to run track at Idaho Mm -hmm. State University. Now, Mm -hmm. how did the whole track versus baseball decision play itself out? Oh man, Um, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like I showed more interest early on about going to baseball. I actually went on a few visits to some junior colleges around here. And um, I mean, I'd grown up playing baseball my whole life, I feel like. And so it's been hard to decide to not like to stop playing. But 
I kind of just, I don't know, I guess saw running as the better option for me in my future and felt like I could possibly progress more running than I could in baseball. And so at what point did you know that track was going to be your post high school uh, choice? Um, Kind of this winter is when I decided I feel like that I was going to go um, run somewhere and I've kind of wanted to stay home all along anyways. And so after talking with ISU coach, um, it was looking like it was going to be a possibility and, and just making it work out. And so far it's been a good decision and I'm look, really looking forward to it. And that's, uh, that's great. You get to stay home in your backyard, go to college. Yep and uh and run college track now the last thing i want to talk to you about is you got something for for christmas last year correct and it has something to do (laughs) (laughs) with with shoes uh talk to me about that a little bit um so i think it was like the christmas right before uh covid and i yeah i got like a little airbrush kit and at the time i felt like it was kind of big with like me and my friends that there are people that did like custom shoes for like pro athletes. And so I kind of started messing around and trying different things. And um, it was actually like, I think I just did like basketball shoes first, trying to paint on basketball shoes that I had. And then ended up having people wanting me paint shoes for them, do some different things like school logos and stuff like that. Really? So you're still doing mm. that? Not really. I kind of stopped doing it, but <laughs> it's still something that I find interesting and fun to do. <laughs> well, Brody, I tell you what, your story has captivated the Idaho sporting world and it took <laughs> it by storm in a matter of a couple of days. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate uh, you joining us here on IdahoSports.com. Um, it was a, an absolute pleasure to follow your team. Uh, to follow your journey through not just baseball, but through track and then and then coming back and doing what you did. There's not many people that will ever get to say that they won two state titles in the same day, 130 mm-hmm. <laughs> miles apart in two different sports. Have you wrapped your mind around all that yet? It's starting to feel like starting to come down from the high, but it's definitely still crazy to think about. Well, it's going to be something that people talk about for a long time. So again, Brody, Hey, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to visit with us, to tell your side of the story. Uh, Mm. We're always at Idaho sports trying to get, get the stories out there beyond the box score is kind of our, our motto. Mm -hmm. So um, when this came about, there was no doubt that uh, Brody Birch was going to be on our show. And uh, we were going to hear it straight from him. <laughs> Brody, congratulations. And Thank you. best of luck to you in your next journey at Idaho State University running track. And um, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me.